Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Hello and welcome into another edition of Cardinals Corner on the weekend. That's right, baby. We put in work 24-7, especially the guy that I'm joined by every single time. It's Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake. I am Eric Ruby. We are Cardinals Corner, and we're here to do a lot. We're going to be going through every single game on the Arizona Cardinals schedule. Tyler's going to give you some insight from Rookie Minicamp. But before that, there's a couple quick things that we do have to talk about. Not the most fun things, but stuff that still is on our minds, on our hearts. Tyler, I'm going to throw it over to you for the start. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just I think a lot of people have already seen, but just wanted to give a shout out to our guy, Mark Rita. He uh, unfortunately passed away uh, about a week ago. Or, yeah, a little bit ago now. And, and uh just want to give our thoughts and prayers out to him and his family. And you no, know, we're thinking of them. And, uh, you know, he was a mentor for me coming up through uh, ASU and graduating. And uh, outside of the program of Cronkite, he was a, a big influence with me. And you know, whenever I saw him, he had a big smile, always gave me a big old hug, and, you know, he was a heck of a golfer, too. So, uh, just wanted to give my uh, shout-out to him and uh, his family and just uh, know that we're thinking of him and everybody else around him because I know the community, the sports community, is uh, pretty hurt with, uh, with yeah. that loss. It's a pretty I- big loss. Absolutely. I mean, look, I went to Cronkite four years. I never took any classes with him. I never worked with him. However, I never heard a single bad word about Mark Rita. There are like maybe three people that I came across in my time in Cronkite that I never heard a student, faculty, former student, anything like that ever badmouth. Mark Rita is one of those people. So in this industry, it's kind of hard to come across that. uh, But he seemed just like that guy. Not only was he good at his job, but Every, everybody seemed to love him. And you've seen the likes of Jody Jackson on Bally, Paula Boyvin from Cronkite, like just so many people in the Arizona sports community reeling from somebody that a lot of fans probably don't understand had his fingerprints all over their experience for years and years and years and years. So a much, much, much needed shout out to Mark Rita. Rest in peace. He is one of the legends in the Arizona sports community, even if you haven't worked with him like myself. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then yeah, for sure. it's not all great news. And unfortunately, the last couple of episodes we started with have been a little bit of downers. But Kyler Murray had a great human moment off the field. And to be honest with you, it's absolutely awful that this even had to happen. But he donated yeah. at least $25,000 through GoFundMe and fundraisers to help victims of a mall shooting in his hometown of Allen, Texas. So... We have to take some time and acknowledge the work that Kyler's doing off the field because that's more important than anything else he's he's doing on the field. And it's important to understand these players are people and they're players and people that care. And Kyler's certainly one of those. Yeah, yeah, I think you just... And, and you know, I don't know if he wanted that to be public or anything like that, but it came out and, and you know, you just have to take your hat off and, and really show some respect to him because that's that's a... that's. Obviously, no amount of money is going to be able to bring somebody back, bring bring your no. family back. But, you know, having at least some kind of support financially in that aspect, that, that can go a long way with at least moving, somehow moving 
down the line. I, I mean, you're never going to move forward, but you're going to at least have to try. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where you just have to say, you know, that that's a big move from from a franchise quarterback that seems like, you know, it seems like overall he's really maturing, and that's just another step in the right direction in where he needs to be. If you'd like to also donate or find the cause that Kyler donated to, uh, there's stories up on ArizonaSports.com. You can go to t- Kyler's uh, Twitter. It's in his responses. It's pretty recent up there. So yep. it, it's it's a cause worth giving to, and it's a, it's something worth acknowledging. So we have to acknowledge that for Kyler. But we're here to talk about football, Tyler, no matter how we start our podcast episodes. And what you've been up to recently, a lot of this rookie minicamp. I'm wondering what's going on from your eyes, boots on the ground, Tyler Drake. What have you seen from this new class of Cardinals? Yeah, yeah. So yesterday was the, you know, the kickoff, the takeoff of rookie minicamp. So we got out there, we got a got a good hour out on the practice field and saw just, you know, a very shrunken down rookie minicamp from previous experiences. Usually there's a quite a bit of tryouts out there just to get extra bodies, but there was I think maybe just over 20 guys. I mean, they kept, they they whittled it down a lot and there was a method to that. You know, Jonathan Gannett said that was by design to you know, maximize the guys that they feel can contribute this season. So that's that was an interesting way to go about it. And, and you know, it does make sense. Yeah, you know, it's, it's almost like I take it as like you're in a classroom. If you're in a classroom with 35 kids, it's going to be hard to learn something. But if you're in a classroom with 10 kids, you're probably going to get at least some extra time with the teacher to learn that extra thing that might be able to get you to that next level. So I think that's a good aspect. You know, Michael Wilson looks like he might be able to contribute right out the gate. That dude, I know obviously they're wearing T-shirts and shorts, but that dude looks like he could be a problem. Uh, Dante Stills, big guy, big guy, big guy that can move people. So those are two guys to watch for sure. Uh, B.J. Ojulari looking like he was moving pretty well. We didn't see uh, Keitrell Clark. Uh, he was at his graduation, actually, and that he was he uh, Jonathan Gannon allowed him to go do that. And even though Clark wanted to be back, and then you had Garrett Williams that was uh, you know taking it on the side because he's coming back from his torn ACL. We did actually see Will Hernandez and Kyler working out on the side too, so that was interesting. They're out there getting their work in. A couple uh, names I haven't heard you mention: John Gaines, Clayton Toon. What they've been up to? Oh, John Gaines, good one. I'm glad you reminded me of that one. Yeah. That one was a was a big eye opener. Uh, first, uh, he was really the guy I was watching the whole time to begin the drills, and goes down and picks up the football and starts snapping it in the center. Uh, you know, working out as a center, so very uh, interesting there. Obviously, they said that they can move him to guard too, but I think they're going to take it day by day. But if you're asking me, I think he's probably playing center for most of it. So that's very very interesting. And you know, Paris Johnson was right there with them. There's only two guys in the line, uh, offensive line group, so that's also you know something to note. But right next to him, getting work in, so that could be a nice little deal. And they actually, you know, are roommates. They're already bonding. They're already building chemistry. They've got you know a former coach that they can kind of have a common knowledge, common language from. So uh, it'll be really interesting, interesting to see them, you know, continue to grow. And then yeah, Clayton Tune, uh, he he actually explained his comment. Uh, for, you know, saying he was the best quarterback in the draft. And, you know, he just explained that he believes in himself and is confident. But he was really the only quarterback out there. So he was throwing a lot of balls, and he's going to get a lot of reps over the next couple of Did days. he look good? So, yeah, he didn't look bad, man. He looked like he can move. He looked like he can move. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, utilize him. Yeah, I look, man, I'm going to be honest with you. This is the most excited I've been about a rookie class. Whew. 
I can't even remember when. A a long time. Certainly not the last couple of years have I been as excited as I am now. Part of that might be just that we don't know how this new regime really hits in drafts, and that might install a little bit more hope in me, but... I like what I hear about John Gaines, Paris Johnson. You need that offensive line to be tight together. Like That is, almost out of any of the rooms, the one that you need to be the closest with because you work together in tandem and you're in the trenches. Love to hear that. Micah Wilson, I'm going to sit on my take, man. I'm going to sit on my take that he plays with shades, shades of DeAndre Hopkins. Not that he'll be nearly as good, but just the style of play, how he goes and he meets the ball. He, he did say that was one of the uh, three guys that he watched coming up. Him, Hollywood Brown, and actually Rondell Moore, too. Like and people be calling me crazy, Tyler. Crazy. <laughs> you. You called me crazy. Steve Zinsmeister, when I brought it up on Arizona Sports Saturday, gave me a disgusted look. I ain't just pulling this out of my butt, man. I ain't just pulling this out of nowhere going for hot takes. Legitimately, I was watching him, and I thought to myself, he's... Got a couple of those moves in his bag. I'm interested to see really how they use him out of all of these rookies. uh, I'm very interested in him. I think he's probably the guy that stood out the most just over the the last few days. Him and and even though we didn't see him on the field, Garrett Williams, man, he he really, you know, he I feel like he could really fight for some very valuable reps just the way he holds himself and how he talks. And you'd have to think he's in line to get them right. And not like there's a long line ahead of him. I think, I think there were some extra cameras around him when he was talking. So I feel like there's, I feel like there's something, something extra to this, to that guy. But yeah, Michael Wilson, I think really, really impressed me just with his interview. And then, yeah, and then he, and then he backed it up with a really strong, you know, it's obviously workouts. You're not going to see no pads. They didn't wear helmets. It's nothing crazy, but just what he was doing, it seemed like he was a step ahead of, ahead of other guys. So it's a good sign. Yeah. I'll talk my talk while I can. (laughs) the first day i I like i think you i think you're right on i think he's gonna be one of those training camp videos where it's like uh uh-oh this guy just did something big right and he's a rookie so we'll see we'll see in the long term i have absolutely no expectations for him to have a high production season for the cardinals but maybe he's somebody that you just get him working this year you get him reps and maybe it doesn't always go that great but you can build something out of him i just i see those skill sets i'm very excited about him obviously extremely excited about Paris Johnson Jr. Almost to the point where it's like I'm not excited about Paris Johnson Jr. because I just feel like he's going to be solid from day one. Exactly. I feel like he's a lock already. Right. That's, like, that's a really, that's perfect. That's exactly how I would have said it. That's, that's perfect how you said it. That's, he just seems like he's already been, he seems like he's almost a veteran already. It's how he carries himself. Like he gets it. Yeah. He's, he off the field and that is also something that, you know, Monty Austin for Jonathan Gannon make it, made it clear they were going for players with high football character. And you can say that all you want. You got to prove it. And so far, every single pick, like let's go from top to bottom, right? Paris Johnson Jr. He's had a foundation since what, Tyler? High school? Yep. Yep. And he's been a leader for Ohio State, and he waited his turn. He moved around the line. He found himself in his right position for the last years, and he made it count. Okay, second-round pick, B.J. Ojolari, captain of LSU defense, always a hawk on the ball. For what from his, number 18 for a reason. Exactly. What from his interviews has stood out? I haven't heard a lot about him as much as I have really everybody else. 
he was just really, you know, concise and just wanting to get to work. You know, I, I asked him about number 18 specifically, and I'll, I'll have a story on that next week. But uh, it was very, you know, he really does mean a lot to wear and represent, you know, he said the state of Louisiana, the state of Georgia, and now the state of Arizona with that number 18. So he's really, really, really looking to make an impact right away. And, you know, just watching him, you know, it looks like he's really meticulous in trying to figure out exactly where to put his hands, exactly where he needs to put his feet. So it'll be, it's definitely going to be something interesting to watch with him. And, you know, it's just, I, that was the hard one to watch because I think it was just really him going in the drill. So there needs to be some more bodies in there to really kind of gauge some differences between everything. But he looked right. good on, on just, you know, from first glance, looks like a dude that could impact. Right, and then, I mean, you keep going down the line. Garrett Williams, even though he's not playing, just seems to have that aura about him. That word seems to be flying around the sports word recently, so I'll use it, aura. Then you have Micah Wilson, who, according to you, has been the standout, looking great, just running routes, catching balls. And, I mean, out of all the positions, wide receiver's kind of the one that you can judge the most off of that. That and quarterback, although quarterback's a little different, but it's it's not always inconceivable to have somebody look good in early stages running routes and all of that and and being able to notice and seeing it translate onto the field you keep going down Gaines has moved around he went to UCLA I mean how much confidence you need to have in somebody's character to put him at center as a rookie that's a really big deal Clayton Toon's got the confidence but he's also got the humility to back it up and say I'm just going to work to prove what I say not that I feel like I earn it you've got Clark who's getting his degree like All of these guys, even the ones I haven't mentioned, if they don't turn out to be good football players, it seems like they're going to be good for the locker room at least, and there's going to be kind of this new, I don't know, man, this new standard set. Like, you can kind of feel it already changing, or at least I can. I'll ask you if you can, but you see it between, you know, Kyler interacting with his teammates and maybe posting a little bit more and being more involved, the brass talking him up, drafting, you know, big school guys with big-time character that can also make an impact on the field. It just, it feels like the beginning of something. Now, I can't say it's going to be be a completely different team this season. It's going to still take time, but do you get that same sense as I do that there's something, something bubbling? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I think I picked that up just hearing the guys come in and talk and just how they explained how important it was to be captains or be leaders or, you know, to, to really leave their mark on the school in more ways than just on the field. And, and so that part of it, I mean, yeah, you can really feel that there is a there's a shift happening of a you know of a better mentality. Now you just have to see does that translate to better production on the field? And you know, obviously they've got an uphill ba- battle with Kyler, which you know we don't get a timeline. But Gannon said you know he's still doing well for you know what he tells us, so that's a good sign at least. And you know, but that's at least a good direction with the younger guys that are gonna I think influence the locker room more than people think yeah I I'm really excited and and Tyler kind of teased it earlier he's got some stuff in the works that he's writing up but he also already has a ton of articles up on ArizonaSports.com and the Arizona Sports app 
and I'm really like when I say this and I'm like hyping Tyler up, I'm I'm not just sitting here like I work for Arizona Sports and I want to drive people to ArizonaSports.com. To be honest with you, like that's great. We love that here, but I'm seriously trying to highlight this man and the work that he puts in and dedicates on a daily basis. He's got stories about young Cardinals already forming bonds at rookie minicamp. He's got the scheduled with no primetime games and ranking the Cardinals 2023 NFL opponents. That's up for you right now. Undrafted free agent deep dives. Cardinals on Kyle Soley feeling blessed with a chance at the hometown team. I mean, listen. He's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna I think he's gonna make a make a bigger impact than people think too. He's gonna I at hope least so. catch some attention, if not from the Cardinals from elsewhere. Look, all I'm saying right now, man, is that if you are a Cardinals fan or if you're looking to get into Cardinals football this year, which oh, bless your soul. <laughs> read, read Tyler Dre. I, there's, there's nobody doing it like this guy. Like, I'm sorry, there's not, and I'm not, I'm not even being biased here. Like, there's nobody doing it like this guy. And part of that is something that we tag teamed. We put out a little Cardinals Corner special. We did it last year, and of course, now this year, the NFL schedule got released this week. That's part of the reason why we're recording today. And up right now on ArizonaSports.com and the Arizona Sports app is this season in seven words or less. However, we're going to step on our own toes and we're going to go through the schedule and we're going to read our answers here. So, Tyler, before we get into the nitty gritty, I have to ask because I have some takes. What do you think about the NFL as a whole with this whole schedule release? I don't even know what to call it. Bonanza? Like, it's just it's a lot. Well, I feel like you can pretty much slot in most of the games before it really drops if we really want to talk about it that way. So it's it's one of those like, okay, I guess it's almost like a lot the lottery show. Do we really need to span it out an hour? No. <laughs> but dude, like, dude, okay, I'm like, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's starting to kind of tick me off a little bit. Like, all we need, all we need is the team's social media accounts. That's it. That, like, seriously, that is enough of a moment in its own. I mean, shout out to the Chargers. To the, oh, they're excellent. To the Titans. That was great. The Bears had a good one. Cardinals had a pretty simple one. Then they had a thread comparing their opponents to songs. But these creative teams, like, that's great. That's an awesome part of the schedule release. Yeah. The this, NFL doesn't, the, the content teams don't miss. I, I no. mean, all of them, all 32, they really, like, it's it's interesting to see how much like variety there is and just this like the Titans one had to be my favorite one I think the Titans one the Titans one was so funny dude the so Red Stallions funny. the Atlanta Falcons were the Red Stallions oh gosh the uh, the Houston Patriots I think that was one or the Bull Patriots or something I don't know man I but look. Even though they kind of copied themselves for the second year in a row, but they made fun of like it's the Chargers. The Chargers they, they took yep. number one. Just the amount making fun of the Lions was hilarious. Oh my gosh, I laughed so hard. I laughed so <laughs> hard with that stuff. Like seriously, every single game. If you don't know what we're talking about, because we don't really be talking about other teams that much, I would highly, highly recommend. To at least peruse over the Chargers social media account, the Titans official social media account, the Bears had a good one, the Falcons even had a good one, the Cardinals, you could check those out too. Not not as big a fan of the Cardinals, if I'm going to be honest, but I, I think that that would be a worthwhile time on your weekend, including what we're going to do now. Let's get into the schedule, Tyler. Seven words or less, we're going to go through game by game. 
Would you like me to read off both answers, or do you have yours in front of you as well? I've got mine in front of me. All right. I've got mine in front of me. Let's do it. Week one, you start us off, Tyler. The Cardinals start their season on the road against a franchise with a brand new owner. The Washington Commander. Seven words or less, Tyler. Ooh, well, okay. This doesn't count for the seven words, but I'm already ducking because I feel like people are going to hate this. But I'm, Cardinals have a chance in D.C. Those are your seven. Or that's uh, one, two, three, four, five. I think it's six, but yeah, <laughs> it's less. Seven or less. Seven or less. All right. My answer is answers if rookies start in week one. Because to me, that's a huge storyline. And as much as I'd love to talk about the Cardinals having a chance to win this game, which, sure, I guess, that's the most important <laughs> thing to me. Like, is Paris Johnson, P.J. Ojolari, and anybody else starting for the Cardinals day one? And what do they do with that? that that's what I'm looking for. But you, you think they have a leg- legitimate chance to start off 1-0? and uh, You know, I think just... It's the Commanders, man. I feel like, you know, it used to be the Lions, you know. It used to be, you know, all you had to do was say the name and you're kind of like, okay, there's a chance. Like, I think, like, if they're going to, this is a good draw for them to at least start on, like, a positive note. Even if they don't win, if they keep it close, that's something to build off of at least. I guess. I I guess that's kind of where I'm coming from is, like, if you're playing – the Niners or the Eagles or something like there's no no way. I'm sorry, like not not with how this roster is currently constructed. But without giving too much away, it's definitely their best shot at winning until Week Six. Yes. Yeah. So you are there. all right, Cardinals, Commanders. We're not going to spend too much time on each one of these because that that's a little bit too in the weeds. We'll do that when we get closer to the season. But and we'll do like an actual prediction. Now we're we're just we're just talking. We're 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 figuring it out. All right. Yep, yep. Week two, on the road again, up in New York, against the Giants. Your seven oh, no, words. At home, at home. At home oh, wait, at home. Oh, jeez. Sorry. At home, against the Giants. This is what happens when you have me coming on a Saturday, Tyler. <laughs> All right, mine is a tough home test right out the gate. Mine's similar. Chance to test new look run defense. That is assuming that... Saquon Barkley plays, but I'm really looking at, hey, star running back against Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. Those are your kind of stalwarts, and, and then you throw in B.J. Ojolari in there, and that to me, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see how they hold up. No J.J., no Zach Allen. How does how do they go, not only against Saquon, but like Daniel Jones can move. Yeah, Maybe he's yeah. weighed down by all that money the Giants gave him, but he can move. <laughs> all right. Week three. At home again. I can read this time, I promise. Against the Dallas Cowboys. Your seven words, Tyler. Tony Pollard is going to feast. Yeah? You think so? Yeah, I think he's just going to just through with catching passes, running the rock. Last year, he really impressed. I think he's going to be pretty decent. All right. My seven words. And I need to emphasize the first one. Possibly start Kyler Murray watch. Because (laughs) the way that things are trending now, there's there's a chance 
there's a chance that around week three, four, five, there's going to be those rumblings, right? Hey, he's ahead of schedule. He's looking good. A lot of athletes are kind of doing that with those ACL tears nowadays, and obviously he's been working real hard this offseason. I feel like week three, especially if they start 0-3, the the people looking for hope, and they're going to be looking for it hard. So we might be starting Kyler Murray watch week three against the Cowboys, going on to week four at the San Francisco 49ers. I went with Brock Purdy or Trey Lance. It's a good one. It's a good one. I very interested. Know. You have no clue, no clue at all. Oh man, I I think that not again giving away too much later. I I think that that was part of my later uh, 49ers seven words or less. But for this time, I'll stay on the positive. Chance to start momentum in the NFC West. This is the first one that I. Kind of focused more on the wins and the losses. Everything else is more individualized, right? Rookies, run defense, Kyler. Getting a win in the NFC West, even if you're trying to get a high draft pick, like there's just some pride that comes with it. And at this point of the season, let's be honest here, Tyler. Even with week one being a shot, there's a good chance they're 0-3. Like there's a really good chance they're 0-3. These NFC West games are probably going to be something they get up for because they're not going to have many meaningful games this year, so why not? All right, week five. Hosting again. The Cincinnati Bengals. Your seven words. Another brutal home matchup for Arizona. It is tough. It is tough. You got the Bengals, you got the Cowboys, and you got the Giants. It's a a solid three-team slate. And what, you'd say the Cowboys are probably the worst out of those teams, right? Or would you you go with the Giants? Uh, depends on what Saquon does. That is very true. Yeah. I like, uh, I like going more individualized with these because that, that to me, this entire season, that's how I'm going to be watching games. That's just me personally. I'm not, I'm not going into each of these weeks trying to break down if they're going to win or they're going to lose or the importance of a win or of a loss, especially in the early season. Like, that's not what this season's about. And if it turns into that, then great. They, they, they're, they're doing good. But to me, this is the first truly elite quarterback that they're going to be facing. I want to see how this cornerback room holds up against Joe Burrow. My official answer, because that's way more than seven words, is Joe Burrow tests cornerback room. Because that's just what he does. He slangs it. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, that's... Yep. That's a big test for for somebody. And even at this point, man, week five, you might be getting some Garrett Williams in there in that cornerback room. Yeah. All right. Week six. On the road again. At the Los Angeles Rams. First one to 20 wins. <laughs> yes, sir. Mine's in that similar light. Good old-fashioned stink-off. Woo! This will probably be the first one we get all season. Because every other team that they play, except for maybe the Commanders, and every team comes out week one trying, it might be ugly for Los Angeles by week six, just as ugly as it is for the Cardinals. That's going to be a brutal one. Brutal. And it's back-to-back NFC West on the road at the Seattle Seahawks. Tyler, Drake, your seven words for Week 7. 
I've got a bad feeling about this. Why? I think the Seahawks are going to be a team to watch in the division and maybe across the NFL this year. If they if they hit on their rookies again, which there's a very good yeah. chance they, they do, Devon Witherspoon, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, I mean, Gino was good last year, man. This this team, like the Seahawks, I would not be I would not be shocked if they took home the NFC West. I I I would not be shocked because the 49ers, I think they have more questions than the Seahawks. Like wh- wh- what's the questions for the Seahawks, Tyler? Quick, hit me. Uh, if those rookies can if they're going to hit on their rookies again, really. And if Gino can take another step, okay. I mean, if he can continue, can be consistent, I guess I should say. Those are such like kind of on the margin things. Like you, you get what I'm saying. Like if Gino doesn't improve, yeah. like he's he's still good, right? He's still solid. And yeah. you know, hitting on the rookies, that's great. And they did it last year. But even if they don't, man, even if Devon Witherspoon and Jackson Smith and Jigba don't live up to expectations, Tariq Woolen gets another year. Their offensive line gets another year to to grow out of being rookies as well. Like. I'm scared. I can't lie, man. I'm scared of the Seahawks. And I ain't afraid to admit it. I ain't afraid to admit it. All right. Week eight. No, what, what did you uh, what did you say for yours? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I completely skipped over it. I was too, too deep in the NFC West weeds. <laughs> Weird things happen in Seattle. Yep. It's just, it's just law. That's just how it works. Day in, day out, every season, every matchup, anytime any Cardinals team plays the Seahawks in Seattle, it just gets weird. All right, week eight. Kind of excited about this one. Hosting the Baltimore Ravens. We had similar ones. You start. Lamar versus Kyler would be something else. And mine is possibly Lamar versus Kyler. That's all you got. I think that's when Kyler's returning. Yeah, you 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 gonna get the Tyler Drake stamp of approval on Week Eight against the Ravens? I just got a feeling, like you had for the jersey release, which you nailed. Uh, not 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 such a feeling as that one, but I've got a. I feel like I got a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Pretty yeah, good feeling on yeah. that other one. Yeah, you nailed it right on the head. <laughs> All right, moving on because there's a lot of games. People forget, guys, yeah. there's actually 17 games, even if you're still not used to it, which I'm I'm still not, probably never will be. Week 9, on the road, taking on the Cleveland Browns. Tyler, your seven words has a pun in it. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a dogfight. Why? It just feels like it's going to be one of those just very down and just dirty like slugfest. I don't know. Do you think the Browns are going to be good? James Conner, Nick Chubb kind of battle. Do you think the Browns are going to be like good this year? I don't. Th- I don't think they're so. Like, they're coin flip for me right now. Uh, it does depend on Deshaun Watson, who I'm certainly not rooting for. But I don't. I don't. I don't think they're going to be good this year. And watch, they're going to be like undefeated going into Week Nine. All right, my seven words. <laughs> This is maybe the most excited I am about an individual matchup this season. Despite maybe the Rams, which I could have maybe put this as well. Paris Johnson Jr. versus Miles Garrett. And the reason why I waited for a while to go Paris Johnson Jr. is because maybe give him some time to settle in. But by week nine, 
Oh, I'm excited to see what he does against the best of the best. You could say, you know, Bosa for the 49ers or Aaron Donald for the Rams, but week nine, you're you're in that season now, and Miles Garrett's a dog. Talk about dog yep. fight. Miles Garrett's a dog. Just hopefully there's no helmet swinging. All right. Week 10, hosting back home, State Farm Stadium, the Red Stallions of Atlanta, the Falcons. <laughs> Give me your seven words, baby. Come this on. This is one the cards can win. I think this is one of those where you get a home win, you feel good about things, and you move on. <laughs> uh, I think I think at the end of this, we're going to do our unofficial uh, just rapid-fire win-loss predictions just for fun because... We're at week 10, and it's like, oh, yeah, maybe they can win this game. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. This one, I'm more focused on the non-rookies. I'd love to see what Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons do against B. John Robinson because that's a guy who's going to be on the outside, on the inside, probably use as a receiver. So Collins and Simmons are going to be communicating, going side by side, having to make up a lot of ground. Top 10 running back, man. I mean, you don't, you don't face off against those often. So I'm really excited to see those two as a tandem this season, even though the Cardinals did not pick up Isaiah Simmons' fifth-year option. It's a huge year for Zayvon Collins because this regime has proven that if you're not somebody they drafted, even if you're a solid football player, they won't pick up your option if they don't feel like they have to. And that's that's a big test for Zayvon. And I, I think that he's he's really grown in his pursuit on the outside, especially for running backs that bounce out there and screen passes. So I think that's a big chance for him to step up. All mm-hmm. right. Week 11. Ha ha ha. It's a good old-fashioned tank-off, baby. On the road <laughs> against the Houston Texans. 2024 NFL draft pick implication. Woo-wee. Yeah, I mean, either way though, man, the Cardinals win, right? Like they beat yeah, the, they beat yeah, the Texans. Really? Yeah. The Texans pick is higher. <laughs> they lose to the Texans. Their own pick is higher. That that's a real that's that's the Hey, I'll tell you what, man. I guarantee this. Week 11 is the only week I'll guarantee the Cardinals win. Not on the field. <laughs> Not on the field, but the Cardinals will win week 11. Because <laughs> no matter what, one of their picks is getting higher. My seven words Time to overreact to the trade. Of course, I'm talking about the trade that landed Will Anderson Jr. in Houston and eventually Paris Johnson Jr. in Arizona. I love overreactions. Love doing it. Sometimes we fall guilty to it. That, that week's going to be very fun and interesting between the fan bases. Week 12, if you notice, we still haven't hit a bye week yet. Week 12, back at home, hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Tyler, give me your very cheerful, bright, inspiring seven words. Yeah, yours is yours is right there too, though. Uh, <laughs> a long season by now. Yeah, we're gonna be in the thick of it now, baby. This is where we get in the mud. And you know what? I, I do want to say, for the record, there's a chance that by now Kyler's back, and maybe it's not as bad as you think. However, yeah, exactly. however, my words, it's real simple. The tank starts for real. Because you can pretend like you're trying for the first couple weeks of the season, even, even deeper in the season than that. But week 12, if you're not looking too hot and maybe you just lost to the Texans, yeah, that, the, the real tank is on. Week 13, 
on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Najee Harris is going to be a problem. You're really worried about <laughs> running backs this year, huh? Yeah, I, I'm, I feel like I feel like there's just the dual, especially the dual threats. Those are going to be those are going to be problems. I'm more worried about the receivers this year than I am the running backs. I actually I have yeah, that's true. I have like some kind of faith in the run defense. I really like BJ, and that's a part of it. I'm going to be honest, but I, I got some faith in the run defense corners. Yeah, we'll see. My seven joking words: If JJ Watt unretires, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> because I don't think he's going to come back to the Cardinals if he unretires. I I, I could see him joining uh, Bro Bro. Dude, he's got a he's got a soccer team. He's got to work on now. Why well, can't own a soccer team and play football? I mean, Jeez. I guess you could. Man, thought work ethic was still alive nowadays. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a joke, but it would be funny if J.J. Watt did unretire, go and play with T.J. in Pittsburgh, and then beat up on the Cardinals. All right, week 14. Here it is, Tyler. <laughs> the bye week. <laughs> four, wow. Four, four weeks before the end of the season. It's a bye week for the Cardinals. Your seven words. Another year, another late buy, because that's exactly what it is. Because it seems like every year now they just get a late, late buy. I just needed three words. Is this legal? Like, seriously, <laughs> can I get Roger Goodell on the phone and see if a week 14 buy, after after you play the Pittsburgh Steelers, is that legal? Like, for real. Can, can we be so real here? Week 14? That's ridiculous. And I'm not going to get too worked up over a bye, even though I already am. But that's so stupid. Like, for the health of the players, man. Because they're going to be so hurt by that point that the week's not even going to help. Yep. All right. Not much to break down there. Week 15. Ah. Hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Will be on opposite ends of standings. Oh come on! No faith. No. Fa- yeah, you're right. I'm. I'm wondering who's taking snaps for both teams. Who is the QB for yeah. both teams? Was my official answer. If Kylie's not back, I'm going to say Clayton Toon. I don't disagree with you. And honestly, that's what I would want to see. Like I would. I would rather see Clayton Toon than David Blau. Holy cow! I'd rather see him than Colt McCoy. No relation to Al. And I'd rather see him than Jeff Driscoll. Like, give me Clayton Toon. <laughs> no relation to Al. Come on, that was good. Shout out Al McCoy, by the way. Legendary voice of the Suns. Retired. Amazing. Incredible. Anyway, keep it moving. On the road, week sixteen at. The Chicago Bears. Bring extra layers. You're going to need it. Mine is don't bring ketchup for your hot dog. No, I'm kidding. Uh, mine is Chicago <laughs> Chicago in December dot dot dot. Yikes. All capitals. No explanation needed for that one. Lots of Justin Field running, and I would probably assume it's a big James Conner game. Yep. All right, we're almost there, Tyler. Second to last week, but possibly the most interesting matchup of them all. On the road, and that's really important in this one, on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. New year, almost, new team. <laughs> in relation to Jonathan Gannon against his former team. Yeah, mine is uh, Eagles will be out for blood. Parentheses, 
Gannon. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, they're not too big of fans of their former happy. defensive coordinator over there. Not too big. Is C.J. Gardner-Johnson still on the Eagles? Ooh. I, uh, I don't I'll, look, know. I'll, I'll look that up right now. Because if C.J. Gardner-Johnson's still on the Eagles, I would love to see him uh, interact with <laughs> with uh, Jonathan Gannon. All right, let's see here. This is this is real life. No, he's on the Lions now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Yep. Yeah, I forgot That's about that. All right, final one, Tyler. Again, we're pretty similar with these, and we did not communicate at all. <laughs> Hosting the Seattle Seahawks. I feel like it's always the Seahawks. I was about to say. I was about uh, to say, it's always the Seahawks at the end, and especially when it's on the line, uh, they don't seem to play too well. Draft position or pride, what matters more? Mine's last chance to get a better pick. Because that's all you're going to care about at that point. And God, I would love to be proven wrong. I want to look back on this and seem so stupid, and they just kill it, and they're good, but I just it's just not going to happen. All right. Rapid fire. I just need win or loss from you, Tyler. All right? I'm going to count the wins on one hand because I think that that's probably what I need to do. Week okay. one at the Commanders. Ooh, give me a win. I'm going to go with a loss. Week two against the Giants. Loss. I'm going loss as well. Week three against the Cowboys. Loss. I don't think the Cowboys are going to be good this year. I'll say they win. Wow. All right. Week four. I'm just going to put an L. 49ers for both of us. Loss. Yeah. Week five, Bengals. Loss. Week six, Rams. And where is it at again? On the road. Loss. Yeah, I'm with you. Loss as well. Week seven at Seahawks. Loss. <laughs> I'm with you. Loss. Week eight at the Ravens. Oh, uh, hosting the Ravens. Loss. Even with Kyler back, according to the Tyler Drake prediction? Loss. All right. Week 9 of the Browns. Win. Same here, brother. All right. By the way, we're at week 10. I'm um, Two wins for both Tyler and I. All right. Versus the Falcons. Win. They're not winning back-to-back. That's a loss. Week 11 at the Texans. Win. Same here. Week 13 at the Steelers. Loss. Same here. Week 14 by. Loss. Week 15 hosting the 49ers. Loss. Loss. Week 16 at Chicago. Loss. Week 17 at Philadelphia. Loss. By the way, I'm agreeing with Tyler if I'm continuing to go. Week 18, final one against the Seahawks. Loss. All right. Our final way too early win predictions for the Arizona Cardinals 2023-2024 season. <laughs> Tyler, you got him at four wins. I got him at three. It's oh, going to be boy. a long one, brother. Well, at least we'll be here to talk about it the whole time. All right, I'll end on a, I'll end on a positive note, all right? Because that, that's what I love to do. I love to be positive. 
There's a lot of interesting things that we're going to be keeping track of this season. And we were talking about it earlier in the episode. Something is bubbling here. And there is a chance that it gets turned around earlier rather than later. However, if your expectations are already set for this season, which I would say 99.9% of Cardinals fans expect this team to not be that great, for lack of a better term, something's building. And it's going to be really fun to watch the building blocks. Paris Johnson Jr., B.J. Ojolari, Garrett Williams, Michael Wilson, John Gaines, Clayton Toon, top to bottom like this rookie class, Kyler Murray, how he's getting along with his teammates, how Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons grow, Buda Baker, is he still on the team, DeAndre Hopkins, is he still on the team? How is this new regime going to utilize their players? Because even if they're not that great, you're still going to be able to pick up what's going on. We're going to get a better understanding of people who we don't know that much about right now. That's not nothing. There's value in this season even without wins, especially with a high draft pick. Enter this expect enter the season with low expectations, but don't let that distract you from the fact that there's still quality things to keep track of and to go along with. It's worth following along this season. Would you agree with me? Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. There's there's Yeah, like you said, it's not going to be so much record wise, but there's going to be things that are going to be wanting to, you're going to want to see, you're going to, and and things that I think people will see. So I think it's just, yeah, pay attention to the little details that are going into it, not so much the the wins and losses. It's like when uh, pass rusher says, look at the pressures, not the sack. Yeah. (laughs) And I, uh, I got a little life hack for everybody. If you would rather maybe not watch every single one of the 17 games this year. We'll be here after every game. And we'll be breaking down what happened, storylines that developed from it, what Tyler saw if he's there, what's on next, what the team is looking like, and what you can follow along, Kyler Murray watch, inside information, everything like that. We're going to have it here for you. So if for some reason you're invested in this team, but you don't want to get too much in the weeds, for, I don't know, like your mental health sake or something, Stick with Cardinals Corner. We got you. And we're real. We give you the negative. We give you the positive. We give you everything in between. So make sure you follow this man who's calling in on a Saturday, Tyler Drake on Twitter, at TDrake for sports. That's the number four, by the way, at TDrake for sports. You can get all of his work hey, on the also, air. Also, also, shout out to my grandpa. It's his birthday. Hey, shout out Grandpa Drake. Is that is, is Drake still? Yep, yep, yep. Shout out Grandpa Drake. 70, yeah? Uh, 75. Jeez, 75. My Lord. I wonder what I'll be like when I'm 75. Probably still hosting this podcast with you, breaking down uh, Kyler Murray the third, starting for the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our official note of uh, I've been on the mic for too long. So follow Tyler on Twitter at T Drake for Sports. Follow the show at AZ Cards Corner. Follow myself at E-R-I-K Ruby on Twitter. Of course, get all of Tyler's great work on the Arizona Sports app, ArizonaSports.com, every single day. So many different things. And he covers the D-backs. And he covers golf. He really does everything. For you on the Arizona Sports app and ArizonaSports.com. You can hear me Monday through Friday on the Arizona Sports app and on 98.7, bringing you the latest from the 
Arizona Sports Desk with Wolf and Luke, with Burns and Gambo. Lots of fun. Lots of great stuff going on for the offseason for both the Cardinals and the Suns. And we're in the swing of D-back season, so make sure you're following along there. But of course, the most important thing, rate five stars, subscribe, review, send us a smoke signal, a dove, a pigeon with a message telling you how, telling us how much you love Tyler Drake's insight and how much you tolerate my craziness along with it. Please do it. Means a lot. Means a lot to us. But until then, until we continue keeping track of the offseason, the rookies, the undrafted free agents, Kyler Murray watch, DeAndre Hopkins watch, Buda Baker watch. I mean, there's a lot going on, and we're here for you. Cardinals Corner, and until next time, enjoy football. We'll talk to you guys then.